Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 46 of Millennial Movie Talk. I'm your host, Brayden, and joining, <laughs> joining me today, we've got Steph. Hi, guys. How are you doing? We've got Michael. Hello. And we've got Alex. Hello. Now, uh, as you may hear, I've got a bit of a cold here as Steph. Um, uh, this joke's going for too long. Just <laughs> Too long already. We're quitting that already. I, I, I thought it had legs. I, I thought I was going to let it drop. It did for the few, first few seconds. Mm, yeah. no, I was just going to let it drop after the intro. I but. thought when the gun fired, you fell on uh, uh, well, I thought I thought that joke had legs. You know what? That's it. That's um, you know, Maybe I should time's... intro. Maybe you should, I should intro every week. No, yeah, I'd let you intro every week if you had good jokes. Or maybe oh. if you just went normal. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. All right. You know what? Yelch. Forget it. I'm leaving the show entirely now. That's Bless. great. Um, you don't get your money back for anything. This is the person for. who was like, Steph can't intro. She's a woman. Oh. I did not say that. You don't have recording proof of that. <laughs> There's not recorded proof, but he definitely said it was a little show. Don't know that. what you're on about. I, I don't I Oh, that. Michael's picked his side. I didn't say that at all. All right, uh, you're trying to me too me. We're always trying to me too you. It's, it's a constant thing. Out of here. Um, we've got some. I built the show. We've got a, we've got a sort of a new way we're going to do it. We're going to scrap some of the smaller stories that we're talking about and just sort of delve into some of these bigger ones. So some stuff has come out the last couple of days, and uh, we're going to be digging meaty into that. Um, first up, what digging meaty? Digging into meaty into that. You know what's meaty? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are pretty meaty. Dinosaurs are very meaty. Some of them aren't, though. Half of them are meaty. What? All of them are meaty. They're big boys. Oh, yeah, but I thought you were talking about the... the oh, you mean like carnivore yeah. herbivore? Um, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there was a few bony boys in there. Pterodactyls sure don't look like meaty. they have yeah. much meat on yeah. them. Velociraptors? Velociraptors? Uh, no, they got those like What about, those, like, what about the tiny little ones? Velociraptors got thighs. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, I don't know what the tiny, tiny ones, ones are called. But... Oh, you could skewer them. You can skewer what them. What about Diliosaurus? They're the ones with the, the things that come back to you. Those are poisonous. You yeah, don't the ones that those. spit on, um, what's his name from Seinfeld? Newman. Newman. <laughs> Newman. Newman. Yeah. Bless that actor who only gets Wayne called. Wayne Knight. Yeah, Wayne Knight. Only called Newman. Um, God. Okay. A te- weird tangent. Anyway, um, we are talking about Jurassic World 3. Chris Pratt has been coming out and talking about you, it a bit. No, no, no. You say its name, sir. I'm about to. I was going to get into that um, because Chris Pratt was talking about it and then literally just this morning, I'm pretty sure, or last night, um, the, the director, writer, producer, what, what's his name? The Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow um, of the hit film, Not Star Wars. Um, he revealed a slate, uh, revealing the official name for it. It is Jurassic World Dominion. I read Domination when I first Domination. saw it. And yeah, you were like, now, did we I all double like on it the, too. They're both dumb names. Did we all like the second Jurassic Park? No. Fall, is it Fallen, Fallen Kingdom? Fallen Kingdom. No. Like, do you reckon no. these are going to continue on the same trajectory and just uh, well, like crash yeah. and burn? Fall, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, hang on. I'll give it this. Fallen Kingdom seems like a big setup movie to a really cool idea. Well, like, they're, now they're all released, aren't they? Yeah, the dinos are in the real world. I was going to say, the one thing I have... I saw as like a quote from someone who works on it or is in it. I can't remember, but they said they want this to be Jurassic World's Endgame. Oh yeah, oh, everyone's coming back apparently. Yeah, so that's what they're that's leading up to. Exciting, for this. but also I don't know. I feel like the stakes in Jurassic in this movie aren't going to be that. I feel like they're not going to be killing many civilians, many random like. I, I think they will. Yeah, reckon they no, will? I reckon I they're going to go balls so. to the walls. You like put, you put dinos in suburbia. And I'm in. Well, like, but they're also trying the to la- redeem the dinosaurs, aren't they? Because no, isn't, isn't the last shot blue no, looking whole, over the like on over into like the whole, LA or whatever yeah, it is? Yeah, the whole into like a suburban neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. The whole idea of Jurassic Park is why we shouldn't do this. 
And I think that they're going to... This is them trying to prove Well, that. I hope yeah. so. I hope you're right. I'm just worried because Chris Pratt's doing this whole thing where he's like, he's in touch with the dinosaurs. He speaks their language sort of thing. And it's I just don't want them to be like, oh, the dinosaur's a good guy. Like, you know, it's sort of like... dino whisperer. Yeah, that's... I mean, he really only has a connection with one with of them, Blue. really. The only problem, the biggest problem at the end of that movie, and I hope she's not in it, is that little freaking girl that decides to release all the dinosaurs into Instead the world. Instead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they have a chance just to end everything. They're like, wow, our biggest mistake can now be over. And everyone's like, yeah, we, cool. like they we'll need to die. It's sad to watch them die, but this is probably the best. And this little girl's like, no, and releases them all. <laughs> watch it. She's, sit- she's sitting there with an evil cackle, like, oh my God. doing the whole Mr. Burns thing. Did Jeez. we find out why they were bidding heaps of money on these dinosaurs yeah, in the first place? Because they wanted it? to weaponize them. That's right. Okay, yeah, that's I why was they gonna keep, it's going to be a dino I can't even remember. That movie was pretty forgettable to me, really. Which, which one? What did they call it? There was an Indo. Rapper was in Indom- Indo- Indominus Rex. Indominus was the first one. Oh, okay, it was Jurassic World. Then the Indoraptor was the was second the one. Second one. Won't lie, yeah, because they took they took Blue's DNA, didn't they? Yeah. 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 I have not seen these films, and nothing you're saying makes any sense right now. No, but the coolest part of the trailers for Fallen Kingdom was the end, where you like just saw that big that whale looking dinosaur go to eat that thing, and that right, was the last yes. shot of the movie. Wow. Amazing. And then they hyped up Jeff Goldblum and he was in it for a second. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. Well, speaking yeah, of right. Jeff Goldblum being there, he's back uh, as well as Laura Dern and Sam Neill. Uh, a lot of the original franchise and the old cast are all coming back. Everyone's here. It's the Smash Bros. Ultimate of dinosaur movies. Woo. Um, this is going to be interesting at least. Uh, and it's actually started production as of right now. Like okay. in the last 24 hours, they have put their feet down. They're getting into it. I hope it's good. I just think that this is maybe another one of those franchises that could have been left in the back in the nineties. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure if this I is going to be. I didn't overly hate Should the first it... Jurassic World. Me neither. I, I, I didn't hate, hate any of them. I just I, I like I I enjoy Should parts I... of the first one. The second one though is pretty garbage, but it has some good parts. Yeah. Should I, as someone who has not seen one and two, no, go and see three with you? Have you seen the originals? I've seen the original Jurassic Parks. Okay. Have you seen Jurassic Park The Lost World? Yes. That's a good one. Good. <laughs> okay, cool. That's all you need to know. Good. Yeah, I you like can that. come see three. Yeah, I, I just haven't watched any of the Jurassic Worlds, so I feel like if I go and see the third one with no context, it's either going to be better or really. I, I kind of want you to, just yeah. so I want to know how you feel after it. Be like, Not knowing only anything really. I know really. from the trailer. It's like Chris Pratt talks to some raptors. Have you seen Jurassic Park it, 3? Oh, uh, which one was that? That was... Um, when... Is that the one with William H no, Macy? I'm, I'm yes. <laughs> honestly when I when I think of the uh, I think it's Jurassic Park two or three. I honestly mix it up with Predator two or three. <laughs> okay, Jurassic Park two, The Lost World. Yeah, uh, starring Vince Vaughn. Um, has the, uh, the 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 part where the T Rex goes to the, the the city at the end. Right. Yes. And destroys a bunch of shit. Yeah. Number three, Sam Neill comes back. And they go back on the island, and then they got to deal with some shit. Right, it's pretty forgettable. Yeah, it but it has the raptor who speaks to Alan in a dream. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But anyway, yes, I don't hate the the reboot really, but I just didn't think it was necessary. So mm. you know, I think they could have left it, and now they wouldn't have to be I thought dealing with all the hate that's going to probably happen. I thought it could have been one. real good. Do you think they should have just tried to have kept it to just like one standalone film? Rather than try to make another trilogy out of it, probably was that idea originally to make 
like a whole trilogy out of it or was it because it made so much money like all right let's jump on no, this i think it was always going to be like a trilogy thing because i think they direct, knew it was going to make a lot of money they, they have stated and so as a director that this one that they're making now is the one he wanted to make all along right ah, he just okay. had to get to this point ah, okay so okay. the other two have been set up yeah. really all right well then um i'm a bit more hopeful then yeah in that case well, I'm, I'm not definitely oh, not going to watch the first two i'm just going to watch the third one i've seen the book of henry oh <laughs> bless um, and, uh, we've got some, in a weird turn of events, we've got some video game related movie news, um, hot off the heels of the highly successful Sonic. <laughs> um, we are delving into, Hey, what if video game movies could, you know, be all right. One, one of them. Mm-hmm. Most... Not a good one to talk about then. Yeah, I know. Bless. Um, it's doing fairly well though over in Sonic. the States and everything. Oh, I'm talking about this. Oh, this, this one. Movie no, this thing is, this thing is, uh, a cursed, cursed thing. That How many I'm... times has this been tried to get off the ground? So six. This is the sixth director oh, oh. to be connected to this film. So, but we... is this a good? I don't know anything about the game. Is it a? It's amazing. It's a great um, game. So we're at... third best game. We are talking about Uncharted, uh, which is a series of games from Naughty Dog. They're the people who also they originally did Crash Bandicoot, and, they've and gone on more to recently do... they've done The Last of Us. Um, there are four games, five, or if you include. Uh, one on the PS Vita, which no one knows about. Um, but yeah, Tom Holland's come out and said that apparently it's going to be filming next month. And apparently it's going to be inspired by the fourth game. See, that's the one I haven't played. Ah. What see, happened to The Last of Us? Uh, the Last film. of Us. Uh, the Look, film never really, never really Oh, that was meant to be a it. film? Nah. There was an animated thing they did. Um, and some screenshots and clips of that came out. Well, but, everyone wanted Hugh Jackman to play Joel. Yeah, mm. it, it's yeah, it's. I can see thing. that. I can see, I can see it. it. It's just, oh man, Troy Baker did such a good performance in it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, going back to Uncharted here. Um. So yeah, Tom Holland said that it's going to begin filming in Berlin, uh, and that it's going to be taking inspiration from uh, Uncharted Four. I'm assuming in this case they're referring to the part Uncharted Four has a sequence at the beginning where you play as uh young Nathan Drake. Doesn't. Three also have that. Uh, I think it has a moment with it, but um, not as young. N- not yeah. What am I thinking? No, yeah, it is the fourth is one. Is it four? Yeah, I um, muddled up. With yeah, that. I know. They two is my favorite. That's two one is amazing. Two is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so there's a moment early on where you get to play as young Nathan Drake, and he like, uh, as a as a kid basically breaks into this museum and figures out all this stuff and uh, meets meets, meets Victor Sullivan. Here's, here's the thing. So I, I just I did read ahead and had a little giggle myself. The casting, the casting here is very cringy. Um, and uh, we all watched the uh, the fan film that came out with Nathan Fillion Still and did. Stephen Lang. That was amazing. That casting was amazing. Uh, this one of Victor Sullivan, not great. It, it Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark. Why Marky? Guys. Why? Why Marky Mark? I'm I'm intrigued to see how he pulls this off, but I love Mark Wahlberg to death. I am an avid Mark. You like Wahlberg Mark Wahlberg? Fan. A lot. I love him. I I I like his films. I like his bad films. Uh, I think he can be the best part of a bad film. Uh, uh, the Happening. He's easily the best part <laughs> in The Happening. Oh, that movie used to freak me out. Yeah, it used to freak out critics it. too. Um, yeah, no. Um, but, but, you know... He's casting for well, him. So, Sony, what are you doing? Yeah, Sony, Sorry, bringing back doing? an old segment. Br- bringing it back, because legitimately, um, uh, like, to describe Sully for you, uh, imagine, like, if you took Magnum P.I., upped his age, uh, gave him a cigar, and made him a treasure hunter. 
What? So he's like silver haired, silver mustache. Mo- yeah, got the mo. Like right. he's in a Hawaiian shirt all the time. He, he's just like, hey, uh, Nathan, uh, come on, Drake. We got to go do this thing. Oh, come on. I don't want to do that. And he's always got like cigar and everything. He's like a treasure hunter. He's awesome. And they're getting Mark Wahlberg. Now imagine it's him. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. Yeah, you see whether, I mean, I guess if they're going for a young, if it's going for that whole oh, young side of things, yeah, going I guess it, that makes a bit more sense. But when I think of Sully, I think of an old dude. Yeah. Like, I don't think of him young. But if I'm seeing going... pictures, and I even saw a fan cast just then as Alex was scrolling through. And honestly, Heisenberg would have been a good choice for that. I've had a blank on his name. Brian Grant's Brian Grant. pretty cool. But I feel like he would look a bit like I feel like yeah. they're going for that younger sort of. The the one thing that concerns there. me the most here: Have we ever seen Mark Wahlberg with a big mustache? Yes, we have. Yeah. In what? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> find it. I need to know, and I need to see what it looks like yeah. because it scares me. The thought of it scares me. You know how some people just can suit a mustache and some people can't? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen him with a mustache. I've got more important matters to go through. More important matters? What's this? Looking for a Hawaiian shirt photo of Sully. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, that, that's like all of his shirts. He's in the, like, the red button-ups and stuff. Mark Wahlberg mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, while we wait for that photo, yeah, this um, next bit intrigues me. I didn't yeah. know this. Uh, the, the next bit of news here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, also just the sixth director uh, that's attempting to be attached to this film is uh, Ruben Fleischer? 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 Look, he does the goatee a lot. Yeah, he's got a goatee a lot, but the. But you got to get rid the, of the bottom part of that. The lone mustache. What, he, like the the dude now, I've forgotten his name too, the one in. Um, in A Star is Born, his Sam father's brother, Sam, Sam Elliott, like not a Sam quite, Elliott mustache. Not quite Sam Elliott level, but um, Sam Elliott would have been interesting a couple of, year, been. Couple of years back. Sam Elliott lost to Mahershala Ali for... Bless. Mahershala Ali Bless. deserved it too, though. Um, no hate on Mahershala Ali. Cooper deserved it, though. Mm. But yeah, uh, the director of uh, Venom and Zombieland 1 and 2, he's the guy attached to Uncharted. And we will... I assume we'll see set photo leaks because every film nowadays that's Big has been getting set photo leaks like crazy lately, so we will see if that even gets off the ground. Who knows? Um, but yeah, and then in our second bit of video game related news, um, this came really randomly this past week. Um, they're gonna do a Borderlands movie. I don't know if I'm, don't know if I'm down for a okay. live action Borderlands movie. Mm. I've played very minimal Borderlands. Too. Okay. Borderlands 2? Yeah. Have you played any Borderlands games? I have. So I played... I know Michael has. I played... played all, I haven't played 3. I've played 1, 2, and pre-sequel. Yeah. I haven't played 3 yet. Okay. Is Michael our residence Borderlands expert? I imagine so, because I've played uh, the first half of 1. Okay. I played 2. Okay. And then all I played... All my questions are directed to Michael now. The uh, Tales from the Borderlands, the um, Troy Baker-led... Um, oh, I haven't played that. Telltale series game. All right. You know Borderlands. Yes. Does the story adapt well into film? Because from what I play with you, it's just shooting people. Yeah. Look, I, it, you'd have to have a set like... But the thing is, like, there's just a lot of... As you go along, there's just kind of... You meet bosses as you go. Like, yeah. There's it's... only one, like, the main big baddie. You kind of just meet people in the zones you go, like... Borderlands is I've... literally described as a video game. It's a looter shooter. Yeah. So the idea of it is that you are running Shoot around. Shoot people and loot things. Doing little quests. Is that it? You, literally this There's game. No story. Is there no story? There is a story, there but is it's very not like minimal the story. heart of it. Like, yeah. the it's like of... the story is there. The story is the back. It is definitely one of those games people play. Just... Like you got those rare mob drops. Like people will grind it to try to get these You're drops. You're speaking another language to yeah. me. Yeah. Steph has no clue. But I mean, like outside of the story of it, 
if they do it live action, like Borderlands is a very specific sort of art style as yeah. well. Like Borderlands has a that, like that's what a very is. comic book cell shaded style art style. Yeah, have we have they confirmed if it's live action yet? Uh, I'm. It just says video game. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just. Uh, yeah, I don't. It I'm doesn't say, but. but... I'm, oh, well, I assume it's live action until they say it's not. Yeah, until yeah. they say yeah. it's not. Um, in which case, good luck. Yeah, still. look. So it's... did we mention the big piece of this news about Eli Roth? Eli, yeah, yeah Eli Roth. But also, so, are you guys familiar with his work? I am not. Oh, Who yes. is this? Yes, yes. Uh, I love... Have you seen Inglorious Bastards? I still haven't. He's the bear Jew. He's the oh, bear. wait. The okay. bear Jew. So, um, Donnie Donowitz. <laughs> so, from what I know now about this video game, as also from what I've just the other told, one thing, the fucking video game is batshit crazy. Like, I was going to say explosions. Okay, I think he's probably everywhere. the right person. That's for it. it. I was going to say everywhere. From what I've heard, just. In oh, the last shit five minutes, insane. Eli Roth seems like the perfect person to direct it. I watched Hostel. That's my Eli Roth um, experience. I watched. He, he's Gorefest. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I watched, mean, that's that suits Borderland. Being Gorefest does suit Borderland. I think that's one of the only people to actually enjoy and really like his remake of Death Proof with Bruce Willis. I have not seen the remake. I got horrible reviews because it, ca- it came out at a time where everyone was worried about gun safety. Wait, was this Death Wish? Death Wish, sorry, not Death Proof. Death Wish. And uh, I got horrible reviews. So it's one of those ones where the audience score is really high, like it's in the right, 90s. Yeah. But the critic score is really low because it, all the critics got on their high horse because it came out in a time where, like, there was just probably like a, I think that was just a mass shooting. And this movie's very much like, shooting. there's a lot yeah, of guns he's and shooting. Yeah. So, like, action packed, um, like, gore. Like, it's, it's, it's just gory. That's all yeah. I can describe it. Not realistic. It's just so. Almost cartoon gore, wouldn't you say, Alex? Like it's oh yeah. It's what you need, what you need this is this is this is some context for Borderlands. It's kind of like if Mad Max got more guns. Yeah, pretty much. If if you get the on like an alien, if you got the mech. gore and stuff well, from Eli Roth, and then added Michael Bay for some explosions, I think that's a that, there you go. Uh huh. I yeah. think I understand now. Um, so and, it's and not it's something it is I'm going to like another on like another world called Pandora, yeah. and yeah. So yeah, like. Sorry, with Death Wish, the critic scores eighteen percent, the audience scores seventy two percent. Jesus, that's a big gap. That's huge. I do have to play number three. Speaking of Borderlands, though, I heard three was only okay. It's got billions of guns. Oh yeah, he also directed Cabin Fever. Has anyone seen no, Cabin I heard Fever? It wasn't good though. That was, was I watched like, that. That was one of those horror movies I watched a while back, and I was like, I really like it. He also it. directed Not Not Cookie on Reeves. <laughs> oh, was it? that any good? You said I haven't seen were- it. Oh, I thought you said there were parts of it that were alright. No, I haven't seen it. He oh. directed a house with a clock in its walls. Oh, was that the really? seen Jack that. Black, Black one? one? Yeah, <laughs> no one saw it. Was no. that last year or the year before? I remember. Last I remember. Who was the other person in that? The actress, who Michelle Pfeiffer? No. Oh, you mean Death Wish? I thought you said Death Proof. I, I, did, I did correct Kate it. Kate Blanchett. No. Yeah, uh, All I remember from that movie is seeing the trailer every time we're at the movies, Alex. That was that was that's a, all uh, that's all I ever can heard you hear of the it. Ticking it the... looks so weird. It did because didn't he do Goosebumps? Didn't Jack Black was he in Go- yeah, like he the Goosebumps remake? Goosebumps. goosebumps was yeah. The... Everyone got confused with it with Goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It yeah. Oh, yeah. Wilson, uh, Kate Blanchett <laughs> and Jack. it was Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess we'll just see what yeah, we'll happens see with more stuff coming up about it. Weird. I. I, I mean, I'm this is... praying to God, kind of they animate it, but. I don't see that happening. I reckon it could be cool if they did. Mm. And I reckon Eli Roth's crazy enough to try and get it done. Yeah, honestly. Or maybe half anime. Like they might even do a whole thing, you know. For example, like in Kill Bill when they had the flashback and it's animated. Like he could do something like that. Yeah, that's right. So he could do something like that. Mm. I'm wondering if they're going to make their own story or they're going to try 
keep like just handsome Jack and ad- stuff. Adapting in it. like some of the because Borderlands of the is sort of known no. for its like weird kooky characters. Like there's well, hands down, they're having psychos. Like yeah, that's just, there's that's there's just something very weird characters that they give you, and they're all psycho, absolutely insane. I'm just, I'm just thinking about half the characters. Yeah, they are bonkers. So they could probably have a lot of fun with that. Um whether they end up adapting the whole Vault Hunter storyline or if they just sort of go... I feel like that's what the they would crazy. do. I feel like it would ha- that'd yeah. kind of be the story. They're looking for the Vault again. And- it needs a backbone. Yeah. Because otherwise... I mean, that's, a, that's the main story of number one is they're just looking for the Vault. Yeah. And then number two kind of it broadens with Handsome Jack and stuff. And mm. Okay. Yeah. We've got one more piece of uh, news, one more piece of news, don't we? This broke this morning. Uh, Alex had done the run-through for the show, and I was like, are you going to include this? And you were like, what? Um, yeah, so this just dropped really recently. Um, Disney CEO Bob Iger is officially stepping down from his position, um, and he's he's going to be staying on as an executive chairman through to end of next year. But, um, yeah, this is a... This is big news. I wonder why he stepped down. He wants to he wants to focus more on the creative side. Oh, okay. Well, props to him. Nice, nice. Um, I was going to say I saw that. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Bob Chapek, uh, who is the, uh, he's currently the head of uh, Disney Parks. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's taking over that position. Imagine I, getting I that promotion. Because <laughs> that's sort of how, uh, from the uh, Imagineering story, uh, the documentary, that sort of, you see, get to see how people have sort of taken up the yep. mantle of being the head of Disney. Um, Bob Iger stepping down is kind of a big deal because he was the one who kind of set the ship for all their like film like, and the acquisitions and stuff. Like Everything this from past Pixar animation in 2006. So? 2006. Where, when they bought Pixar in 2006 to when they bought Marvel in 2009. Then when they bought Lucasfilm in 2012, and then previously last year getting Fox in March. Good lord! So he yeah was he's the, a smart man. The big head honcho behind that. Well, he's probably the reason Disney uh, own everything now. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he clearly knew what he was doing and had a very strong team behind him and uh, got some serious shit done. Now so. he's stepping down to watch Sunrise on a Grateful Universe. Honestly, <laughs> hey, he would have so much money he can do whatever the hell he wants. Um, but yeah, good on Bob Iger. I think he's done some excellent work, uh, this last decade or so, um, having such an impact on the corporation that will eventually own the world. Um, I would say he, for the business and as a businessman and as a CEO, he's done an excellent job as a human, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, kind of butthurt a bit about how he did George Lucas dirty. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a personal vendetta though because yeah, yeah I feel I feel like it, when it comes to that much, it's just business is business, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tell you what though, that's a book where he explains how he did. Yeah, George... I was gonna say he's just he released a book late last year about how um... he did George Lucas dirty. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, completely unrelated to doing George Lucas dirty and uh, and Star Wars. Slight tangent from that, um, uh, and not related to movies, which is why I'm gonna mention it just quickly though. Uh, did you see that they uh, Disney have announced uh, w- with the Lucasfilm publishing arm uh, their new plan for a bunch of Star Wars stuff at the moment? Yes, you did. I saw, I saw something. Republic. Oh, well, that's the High Council. The High, High Republic. Council. High Republic. There, there you go. go. So you, like two hundred years before. Yeah. So where it's it's going into the like the golden era of Jedi. like the Jedi Council are at their peak. Okay. Well, we'll see what they do with that. Viking space bad guys. Well, you know, I. Disney, Don, they need to check win your local comic books. Disney store. need to win. Oh, is it just comics? Comics and books. Oh, so okay. there's going to be novels as well. But uh, I'm very excited because uh, 
they have said that it's starting with this big connection of books and comics, but then uh, they've officially said now just this morning because it came out yesterday um, that they aren't going to be movies connected to it, but aren't. that they're not going to be movies connected Good. to it. Stop Star Wars movies. I want it. I want we had cancel. No but more. they m- haven't ruled out connections to video games, so we might be seeing a return of good old Kotor. Give me Knights Star Wars of the Old Republic. TV shows. Yes, that's all I want. Something I got to jump on is Clone Wars. Like I really need to. You do. I'm I going to talk about that in a bit. New episode. Oh, you watching the new stuff? Yeah. I haven't got the new stuff yet. So. Uh, the, the new stuff. I was just like, you know what? I've watched the 20th century episodes that Disney Plus told me to watch. Right. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, moving um, on to our first segment. That's it. Right, I gotta guess. I gotta guess. Come on, I you can do it. One. Hey. We're over to our sportscaster over here, over on the court, Michael. Oh, what up? It's me. Oh, what's the score down there, buddy boy? Uh, <laughs> so we'll tie it up, fun to fun. <laughs> You know what? That's it wasn't looking great the check. other day, but today is looking a little bit better. Oh, okay, nice, nice, no, nice. We brought, we, my team lost so badly the other day, oh. but we, we brought it back today. Oh, okay. We actually we brought back a win. But um, Thank God. Me being me, I'll watch another basketball movie. Hey. I haven't seen this one yet. I've. It came out last year. I think it's just a Netflix movie. Not too. Sh- I'm okay. not too sure about that one. It's High Flying Bird. So okay. you watched High Flying Bird? I was just going to say because yes. you said haven't yes. watched. He said haven't watched it yet, and I was really overcome with like the <laughs> desire to correct him to be like, you mean you haven't watched you mean it you, before? You hadn't watched you, it yeah. yet, Michael. How was High Flying Bird? High Flying yeah, Bird. Yeah, um, it's a lot. It's like a, it's not a sports drama. It's a lot of talking and sort of business behind. It, it's about like a manager and a NBA rookie during the lockout the NBA had, mm. and the whole thing of like he's trying to you know, find a loophole so they can make money, you know, because they're losing clients and all this sort of stuff. And he tries to pull off like a plan and you okay. know, it, it it goes into a gray area of whether like the league can step in, like if they're breaking the league rules with his contract and stuff or not, there's little to no basketball. Yeah. Okay. It, I was going to say the, the, it, it is specifying that it is specifically about like, uh, like the yeah, business yeah. side of things, which is very cool. Basketball comes up like, like, you know, you go to a high school team and like they're, practicing and stuff but with your main rookie character he only appears in like a video mm. where like they he happens to do a 1v1 at a charity thing and does Matt Damon have a cameo um Matt Damon yeah as, as a high flying bird I'm just curious because this director uh Steven Soderbergh yeah is directed by him yeah sorry uh you know he makes movies um <laughs> he, he makes them uh, I do know this was shot all on an iPhone 8, I believe. This is, this is Unsane. Yeah, this, so it's his second one other than Unsane to follow that format. It stars uh, Andre Holland, Melvin Gregg, and uh, Zazie Beats. Yeah, oh, Zazie. Zazie Beats. She, awesome. she plays like sort of the ex-assistant to the main character. Cool. And then you're Andre Holland, who plays your main um, manager, and Melvin Gregg plays the rookie. Nice. So, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it how, was, how was it's it? It's a lot. It's for for a sports movie. It's definitely not my sort of sports movie. It's a lot more. You wanted talking. more sport in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not mad. It was all right. Like, it's not horrible. And like, if you're interested in, like, I probably need to listen to it better for me to appreciate it more. Like, I watched it while I was kind of tired. I was kind of just bit. I was like, oh yeah, no, I'll chuck it on. It's it's only ninety minutes long. You were so. expecting it to bit, be bit like more. I can let my brain relax yeah. while I'm just watching. It is the a lot of scenes. talking, but it's not horrible. Yeah. 
I was going to say, um, and it doesn't look like it's it would be too much of a drag or anything too. It's only uh, hour thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is nice and reasonable for things nowadays. I love me an hour forty-five minute film. Oh my <laughs> God, it's excellent, isn't it? It's the best. It's just like yeah, we were just saying that earlier today. Yeah, yeah. I and just, it does um, they get shit done. It does have talking head moments with Carl Anthony Towns, Reggie, Ooh. Reggie Jackson, and Donovan Mitchell, and they kind of talk about their rookie season, how it was like coming into the league and stuff. So then, like, you get those actual perspectives of what it's like to be a rookie in the NBA. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, like, those were pretty interesting. Like, Carl uh, Anthony Towns talks about how, like, even for just your image and stuff, like, you got to kind of reevaluate your group of people you're with. Yeah. Like, see how, how that would make you look and, like, are they best for what you want in this moment and yeah, because all when, that sort of stuff. when you're reaching up to that national platform. And, it, and, it, and like, even, it, he was talking again and he's saying that, um, like, on your rookie night, you know, you kind of feel untouchable. Like, you just got drafted into the NBA like this. Yeah. But after that night, you're back at the bottom. Like, you're brand mm. new in the NBA. Like, you're bottom of the ladder. Like, yeah. you you've hit, got to back you, to work. You hit the top of the ladder of that rank you're in yeah and then you get up that like, step and there's another yeah, he's saying like most people you know see the money that like even just the rookies make mm. in this thing but it's not that like you, you're all high and mighty that on that draft night but you get after that you get to training and you know you're earning your money like mm. you gotta and work you're working hard. hard and it's yeah it's really interesting especially those those talking head bits like you could probably chop them out and put them in as like a just a kind just of a, youtube yeah. and it's, it's really interesting to listen to like even just those three talk about it that's cool but yeah Nice, I like Ooh, it. And nice. uh, fa- fun little fact as well, just uh, good on YouTube as well. YouTube? Google. Uh, Caleb McLaughlin is in it as well. Oh, he's Kid too. from Stranger Things. Oh, nice. Which one's oh, that? Um, uh, uh, he the, is... What's his character name? Freaking. Lucas. Ah, uh, yes. The one that gets with the girl. Yes. yes. So uh, I'm going to say I'll give it a three out of five. Oh, three out of five. Oh, nice. Three I did, uh, I did enjoy it. A bit biased as a basketball movie. <laughs> <laughs> But so yeah, next one I'll I'll try and do a different sport. But it did, but it, it it did mix it up enough. It wasn't Air Bud. It mm, was true. like actually like I tried to find a bit more serious one. Kingpin. It's a comedy bowling movie. I mean, wait, yeah. it's a, if, you could watch if, uh, the new watch Big, the Big Lebowski. Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, you could watch the new one coming. Jesus, Jesus. rolls. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, let's quickly talk about Patreon, everyone. Patreon.com slash Millennial Movie Talk. It's a place where you can check out. You can go and find us there and follow it because we put up a bunch of uh, commentaries. We do. We've put in great commentaries such as Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. (laughs) Jesus. And Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters is one of the greatest. The It films. We've got... uh, We've got... Sorry, I wasn't talking to A bunch of random stuff. We were were riffing at the same time. (laughs) We were riffing. Hey, no, we were on. riffing at the same. Oh, Scooby Doo, yeah. And on there, what we do is we we talk about comedy, comedy, comedy. Oh, is it a comedy show? It is. It's oh god, it's comedy hat. <laughs> oh yikes! Yep. yikes! That's a rough one. Patreon.com/slash Millennium Movie Talk. talk yeah. um, you can find out <laughs> behind the scenes stuff there and just check follow it. it. It's free. And then if you want to support us, then, support us. Yeah, check us out. We'd appreciate that. Uh, Patreon/slash Millennium Movie Talk.org. Which one of these buttons do I hit to make you stop? All of them. All of them? Which one? No, which one is the foreign? This one? No. Oh, foreign. Yeah, foreign. Oh. No, that's your. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's the one. Hey. All right, we're over to our foreign correspondents over here. Steph and Alex, what have you guys got up to this week? 
We went to Brazil, didn't we, Alex? Ooh. Steph, was Portuguese for hello? Uh, what's, what's hello for Portuguese? No. Amazing. I thought it was. I didn't want to be oh, racist. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you had the at least the, the thought process to go, I'm going to hold my tongue. Just we went to Brazil. 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 And we watched City of God. City of Not God. Not City of Gold. Don't know how to pronounce. Like I keep calling <laughs> That's it. That's right. Okay, no. Thought Hardcore awesome. thought it was City of Gold. When I looked at it on I, the Google Drive and on Letterboxd, I, I thought it was City of Gold. City of God. City of God. All right. So give me a bit of a premise. We're, so we're in Brazil. Yep. Uh, we're we're we growing up, up in the city of God, which is basically like a village, a poor village okay. where a lot of people go, you know, if their houses have been flooded or if they're, you know, they're the people that most of Brazil forgets about basically. Mm. And it's free to run rampant. So um, we follow two boys from childhood to adulthood. One of them both growing up in the same village. Nice. One of them goes on to become one of the most dangerous gang leaders in Ooh. all of um, the, the village. And the other one grows up to be a photographer. Very different. Yeah. Cool. So they're like, it's their separate paths of lives and how they continue to intertwine throughout their like yeah. adolescence and growing up. And growing up in the same town, you get to see how they both of them grew up separately, but within the same community. Exactly. That's right. So That's yeah, cool. it's, I, I really, really, really liked it. I'd never seen it before, before today. Ooh. And Alex, what did you think? I really liked it. It's my favorite one we've done so far. Nice. I gave it four and a half out of five. Damn. It's a good movie. It kept me hooked the whole time. You get really invested. That's cool. I mean, it we sounds were, cool. We were cheering for the characters we liked. We were booing for the characters we didn't like. We with the probably... with the gang member one, do, yep. do they make cheering. you like him or? It's a bit. It's, it's a bit. Is it like it, a you can understand where they're going? He does some pretty unforgivable things. Okay, yeah. But at the same time, he does the bigger. When they show you like his human side, mm. it's sort of, I don't know, like, I don't want to say, they don't redeem him. They don't redeem him. <laughs> they don't redeem him. Well, they just show that he is where human. There was like, he was doing some nice things. I'm like, Steph, I still can't get over this guy raped someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We, we, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. But at uh, the same time, yeah, you can sort of put it into context of how he's grown up and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's all from. still not forgivable, not forgivable yeah. at all. But yes, Steph has. was racist in this one. Oh, no, no. I was not racist. I was not racist. I just got confused with who was who. I knew okay. exactly who was who, and I was explaining to Steph to explain who was who. Okay. She could not tell some of these characters apart. Now, some of them are. Was that a of film color. of color? Is that a film problem? No, because I got it all. Okay, that's true. Yeah, but fair. then at the end, we don't have to make this a call out. You thought post something on. was knockout Ned, and I no, I thought it was knockout Ned. You thought it was yeah. Lil Z, and we got him mixed up, and he was wrong, and I was right. So well, I redeemed myself. <laughs> Sorry, was the name Lil Z? Lil Z. Lil Z. Used oh to be Lil God. Dice. Lil That's Dice. You grew up to be Lil Z. Okay. And there's knockout Ned, and there's do the names are. Crazy. I was going to say knockout there's Ned shaggy, sounds like a punch Clipper. out character. Sad that we didn't see what. Yeah, Shaggy Clipper, Clipper Goose, Goose, Rocket, <laughs> Rocket. You uh, can say Otto. any. Then we got Otto. You Otto. can say any words uh, right shorty. now, and shorty. they would fit. Uh, what? Uh, ca- uh, carrot. Carrot. Yeah. Um, who wasn't rang a Timothy Chalamet? Oh, oh my god! You got to get a load of this guy. Okay. Redhead Timothy Chalamet. I'm, I'm searching it up now. This sounds hilarious. His what? name is. How are there so many? You won't find it. How are there so many good names in this film? This movie was brutal. Can I just say as well? Like it was. What's it rated? It's uh. uh it's R. Or M A. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, this was a good one. The 2002 one? Yes. Cidade de Dios. The City of Gold, my dude. God. 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 City of God. I swear (laughs) to God, Alex. (laughs) I swear to God, Steph. (laughs) I mean, the main image that comes up when I search for it is this dude holding a gun, yelling straight to the camera. Which one? 
Uh, There's a lot of that. Well, that explains it then. Well, you, like you've got kids flat out like butchering everyone. Yeah. In... Come on, that's got a gold color scheme. You can't blame me for that. <laughs> it's really good. It's a really good movie. But hold on, let me find. There is a chicken nice. in the movie, and which confirmed my suspicions of last week, where I called that there may or may not be a chicken in the movie. Because there was a chicken on the poster. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you did too, didn't I you? Was, you know, this is How did it hold up to the soft, chicken from Moana? It was a soft remake of Chicken Run. Ah, um, okay. okay. A very gritty reboot. Yeah. What are you trying to... I don't trying think to, we're going to get... You can't uh, find Redhead we Chalamet. We can't find Redhead Chalamet. Compared to, compared to the chicken from Moana. Sham Sham. How did it, um, how did it hold up? Oh, you know... How was this, the chicken's this performance? This chicken had a lot more uh, running. A lot more running? Yeah. Well, the chicken run, my guy. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. Did you just type in redhead Timothy Chalamet? No, <laughs> the actor's name. Keep talking about the film. Find like a All bad right. Photoshop like of this film. random guy. Um, well, this film was pretty cool, man. Enjoyed a lot of it. Film we liked like, Benny. Benny film. was our favorite. Benny, well, don't talk about Benny. Okay, there were two characters I found hot in the film, right? Okay. First was Shaggy, and then the second one was Benny. And right. I looked him up, and it turns out that Shaggy was actually Benny, Benny's older brother. Oh. And I was like, in real life. And I was like, whoa. Damn, that explains it. Yeah, man. Um, this movie's cool. <laughs> Jesus, Shaggy's got a jaw on him. That's a jawline and a half. Good lord. I think. Are we just looking at the hotness of that rapids? thing? This this dude could bite through a fucking brick. Reggie was better. Reggie. All right, now I gotta look up Reggie. Reggie, you mean Benny? Benny. 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 Which one was right, Reggie? Let me look up Benny. Was there a Reggie? Reggie. No, there was no Reggie. Oh, Reg. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reggie looks like he could be Benny, old. Benny for, Benny. for those listening Benny, to the podcast Benny, at home, Benny, um, Benny. if you search it up, <laughs> Benny looks like he could be uh, if uh, if uh, uh, God, what's his name? Jaden Smith uh, grew up a bit and got some glasses and uh, blonded his hair. Anyway, we don't. I'll show you redhead Timothy Chalamet. Show Sham Sham later. Sham Sham. Overall, man, this movie was Overall, you liked it? cool. I was invested as fuck. I did say that, you know, if it didn't win Best International Feature Film, which it should. It didn't get nominated for Best. Didn't even get nominated. Ooh. And this was a real good movie, man. I cared about the characters. Characters cared about me. Uh, oh, nice. You know, at the end of the day, Steph and I were yelling at the TV a bunch of times. <laughs> the sign of a good film. And uh, I'm giving this one a four out of four and a half out of five. Four nice. and a half out of five, deserved. Four and a half, closer to a four board. than a five, but I'm giving okay, it a four nice. And a half. That is a hundred and ten percent redhead Timothy Chalamet. Oh, Holy Lord. shit! Oh, Lord. Sometimes it, when he when the shadow cast over his hair and it looked brown, I genuinely thought Timothy Chalamet was in the film. It looks like if even with the bike and the short shorts. Yeah. I know it looks like if Timothy Chalamet broke onto the set of Venom in the end credit scene and stole the wig off Woody Harrelson. Alex was was like, "Call me by your street name." <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's good. That was a good you'll, be, a, you'll be here all night. I also had another cracker line, which I don't think I can say. Oh. Wait, was oh, that no. the racist one that I forgot to write down? Yeah. And with that, I think, uh, thank you so much to Stephen and Alex, our foreign correspondents. Are we becoming more okay with the theme song now that we've moved away from Asian film? Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, now it's just kind of funny. I was just um, going to say, do I need to mention what the next film should be? To give yes, mention. Oh, go. yeah. Give can a quick I little shout. Can I my phone, Alex, so I can check the list for the for the next film that should, we're going to be watching? Should have remembered. We're breaking the rules. Breaking the rules. Breaking the law. Break, breaking the law. Jesus Christ. For those listening to the podcast, home, we I'm have popular. a rule where we all sit here looking at our laptops with our run sheet and we put our phones over on the bed 
next to i mean no on the professional studio desk that we have next to us because we're in a professional recording studio alex bed. pick a country spain sweden germany mexico why is sweden. korea not on there because Surely you told me sweden. to get rid of yours i couldn't i said if optional get rid of mine well I can't have one. Where you, you going? Can, maybe I'll consider. I'll this, this is your menu. Well, menu yeah, he wants me to cull down the segment. So. Because hang on, I only made her watch nine Fast and Furious movies. Plus, I'm going to have to no. watch number 10. Yeah, but you're going to have to do that for podcast professional reasons, not because of me. He got me on a loophole. Anyway, uh, wait, what are my countries again? All right. Uh, Greece, Mexico, Sweden, and Spain. Which I'd, one? Go sw- I'd go Sweden. Which one do mm, I? Do I would brain? suggest Greece. Or then... I was going to say Greece or Mexico. Well, here's the thing. If I do get my way and Steph's nice enough that I will get my way and mm. I will get my one of my Korean films in, I want Greece gone. <laughs> Are you for real? Yep. You don't want Greece. Yeah, because Steph really wants Greece. No, because uh, this is a messed to... up movie. Ooh. Which one of them have you seen? I have seen The Grease one, haven't you? Most I've seen most of the Grease one. Get that one out of it's here. messed up. I want another time. experience like we had today. Alex, but it's messed up. I don't give it's a fuck. Big I want another messed up. I want another experience like we had today. Greece is not leaving. I'll take out another one to replace Greece. And I'm upping right. the next segment uh, to more than six films. Well, fine. I We've don't got, care. Now, <laughs> Mum and Dad are fighting again. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's go to Mexico. All right. We'll go to Mexico. So Mexico. Watching, this will be pretty easy for people to get because it's quite um, well, like, Is famous. it Coco? No. We're <laughs> <laughs> watching Y Tu Mama Tambien. Okay. And Your Mama too. And Your Mama too. But it's, I haven't seen Annual Mama one. As, <laughs> <but it's, laughs> I'm not, not going to get it. But it's called Itu Mama Tambien. Okay. Okay. Yes, gotcha. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, I think we're going to go to uh, everyone's favourite segment. I tried editing out the other part; it just doesn't work. Doesn't work. That's all right. Um, we're going flying over to the stock market over here, the box office. Alex, how, how are the numbers? Are the numbers good. Oh, they're great. I like all my numbers. Oh, the numbers. They're, they're, they're good. Well, this is a, very much changed since I last saw it. Yeah, oh, man. dude, it, it, this segment is professional as fuck now. Alex has pimped out the... Uh, oh, I can see uh, Steph. Steph and Brayden. <laughs> Alex has pimped out Steph and Brayden. <laughs> We're going to finally start making That's some That's why money. the numbers are so good. The numbers are so good. <laughs> Patrons are rolling in. Let's talk about the top five of the box office this week in America because uh, Uncle Sam, we love you. And uh, we don't really get those numbers probably. Oh, I mean, I can get them. They're just not interesting. It's just a little bit more work. Um, and I already put a lot of work into this. Yes. Um, anyway, so coming in number one for a second week in a row with a 54.9% drop-off, that is Sonic the Hedgehog. Gotta go fast. at $26.2 million. Now, you may be wondering that tw- that, that 54.9 drop-off, that's a lot. Sounds uh, like a lot. It's not. Not for a film on its second week. This sort of stuff is very, very normal for everything in this Setting. I'll come next week with the average second week drop off rate. Oh, nice. Uh, And that pushes it to a, I updated this this morning, so this is current, uh, a $204 million uh, worldwide gross. I'm not reading out out the whole numbers. I was going to say, that's that's a lot of money. Off a budget of $85 million. And I was about to say, what is this last number? That's your Rotten Tomatoes. That's Rotten ah, Tomatoes. That is, so the critic score is 46%, and then the audience score is 64%. Yep. 64%. <laughs> and then the uh, audience score is 94%. People are loving Sonic. Like, well, uh, it is the second highest audience score on this list. Yeah, because like, I've been listening to a bunch of different like oh, American podcasts that I listen to, and heaps of them are super enjoying Sonic. 
And I, honestly, I'm glad it's smashed its budget because that means we're going to get a sequel, which will probably be better than we this get one. Sea <laughs> Speaking of movies, that's not going to smash its budget. Oh, no. Let's look at Call of the Wild. First <clears throat> week, it's opening weekend in the US box office for $24.8 million. With a budget of a hundred and thirty-five oh million God. dollars. Man, I mean, I, know, I, can, is, I can tell where most of that budget went was to CJ or the animals. All the CJ animals. That is the highest budget we have on this list. Um, that's terrible. For the, anyone who doesn't even recognize the name of this film, this is that Harrison Ford with the CGI dog yep. in Alaska or whatever the hell. Look, I was kind of interested. I've heard it's not great. I was interested in seeing this. I watched Chris Duckman review it. Right, because yeah. I didn't, I didn't know if I was actually going to go see it. Mm. And he, he, he was on about like he was saying about how all the animals seem CGI. So and it's stuff. hard to get invested in. Them. Yeah, yeah. But he, and then he, he mentioned like another sort of movie with Willem Dafoe, and I think it was that's on Togo. Disney Plus. Togo. Togo, and he's saying like if they can use real dogs for majority of it, like surely. Is it is it, is Call of the Wild Disney as well? I thought it was. No, it's Fox. Oh. It's, it's one of the ones they had to put out because they bought Fox. Yeah, gotcha. That um, sucks. Yeah. So that has that a budget of a hundred thirty five million dollars, and its worldwide gross as of this morning was forty two point four million dollars, with a critic score of sixty one and an audience score of ninety. Yeah, that. So audi- but audiences like dog movies. So. Yeah, honestly, yeah. general. But apparently, Harrison Ford in it is good. Like, general audience just, like love random dog movies. There's a <laughs> there's a petition to release the un the uh the take away the VFX for <laughs> the dog and just watch Harrison Ford roll around on the ground with nothing. <laughs> oh my god, I, it's, that would become like a psycho movie. Like it'd be like a thriller. And there's also parts of just a guy pretending to be a dog on the ground with a mocap suit on. Oh god, oh it'd um, be scary. I want that cut. Uh, number three, Birds of Prey. Oh, sorry, Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. As the theaters are calling as, it. As the websites are calling it. Or if you go to the movie and you sit in your butt, Harley, uh, Birds of Prey <laughs> and the uh, fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. There we go. Uh, keep kicking the table. Ow. Um, had uh, $6.8 million this week with a 60.4% drop off and a uh, worldwide gross of $173.9 million, making its budget back. Now, uh, Alex. Yes, Braden. This this thing has a budget of eighty four mil and it's made one hundred and seventy three. Yes, Braden. I've seen a lot of headlines this past week or so saying that Birds of Prey might be a flop. Uh compared as a DC film, right? As, as like a, a as a big superhero a big film, comic uh, book movie. technically, yes. Yeah, and it's going to be DC's first film to probably not hit a hundred million dollars domestically. Right. So in America only. Yeah. Uh, since. Uh, one year since uh, three hit films such as Red Two, The Losers, and um, and Jonah Hex. Yikes! It'll be the first. It'll be so. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. So um, uh, unfortunately, it's not going to do well. But I think some people are just going out to hate on this movie. Yeah. Um, there so- was an a tweet released by a pretty established company uh, or like news uh journalist. Yeah. Like, that uh, compared it to the drop off rates of movies like Bad Boys and uh, some other ones mm. where it's like, wow, Harley, uh, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey dropped off 50% this week, but only Bad Boys dropped off five and Jumanji dropped off five where they weren't comparing the actual, they're comparing Harley Quinn's second week to Jumanji's eighth week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so that's, that's not a fair comparison. No, so I'm, they're just trying to make it look bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't get it. Like, why, why, why like, people Because it's, not that it's more a story. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. Uh, speaking of, so yeah, that's got a pretty even uh critic and audience score, yeah. seventy eight. 
Um, Bad Boys for Life coming in here with $5.8 million on its weekend, which is great. I like Bad Boys for Life. I'm surprised lot. it's still in here. That's yeah. awesome. Good for it. It's um, made so much money. Uh, and with the 49.3% drop off and worldwide gross of $391.5 million of a $90 million budget. <clears throat> They've made $300 million. Did I say that? What did I say? No, I'm saying that they've made $300 million off this one movie. That's bonkers. That's unbelievable. Uh, and with a critics and audience score of 77 to 96. Damn. Now, that's coming a, in at number... That's score there. Sorry. Um, coming in at number five, we have uh, probably the worst movie to hit the box office this week. Um, Brams. What fresh hell is this film? Uh, do you guys remember this film called The Boy with a Porcelain... Demon doll. I I yes. know the movie. I've never seen it, but oh, I do know. It. I've seen yeah, I've seen the uh, the oh, thumbnail yeah. for well, it. Well, it got a sequel. <laughs> How? What the hell? And uh, more than it's it's um gross and its score that's pissing me off. It's the naming convention of it that's pissing me off. What? Yeah. Brams the boy too. Why not the boy too? Brams or Brams. Katie Holmes is in it. Yeah, it's not good. By the way, um, I mean, looking at the thumbnail, it, was the boy considered? All right. I haven't or? seen it. Oh, okay. I've, I've only ever seen the thing. Like I've heard about it. Yeah. That's about uh, it. That made uh, the same amount as Bad Boys for Life this weekend. <laughs> uh, $5.8 million. Um, so, so in like the fifth or sixth week of Bad Boys for Life, compared to this new release film in its first week, yep. they made the same amount of money. Um, and quickly, to quickly do this, uh, $8.3 million worldwide, $10 million budget, and low, low, low score of 9% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and 42 from audiences. 9%. Yep. Rough. Uh, looking at here, uh, we have uh, our number six just missing out in the top five. Uh, I, I, want, I want to kind of look at the number six every see week. What just to see what make what, it, what yeah. missed the cut. We have Fantasy Island missing out on a second week in a row to be in the top five. Made $4.3 million this weekend, has a 65.3% drop-off rate. Her overall has made $34.1 million off a $7 million budget because that's how Blumhouse does things. Damn, uh, $7 million budget. That's I have seen this movie, by the way. Oh, did you see it? I went to go see this movie. Oh, how was it? Oh, I loved it. It was fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I compared, guess that leads us into the next part. Compared you? to yeah. the audience score of, um, with well, the audience score of 48% and with, the Rotten Tomato score of 10%. Yep. What, what, what did you... What would you say? It was? I mean, oh look, I've gave the movie like a one and a half <laughs> on Letterboxd, but it got the love heart next to it. Oh, nice. So nice. yeah, got but a like light. you know, I'll talk about this in the what you've been watching, which we'll do now. We'll which listen is, to what well, thank you. Uh, everyone's favorite segment is now done. Alex, since you're already talking about it, Fantasy Island, Braden. Fantasy Island. So through. it was a. Flaming trash heap yeah, on fire. But I, I just heard it, it doesn't make sense or something like, like that. No, it's just, it's just dumb. <laughs> How's Michael Pena in it? It's really bad. Because I'm not going to see it. What is this big twist that's horrible? Or Do you something? guys want to know? There's a twist. Yeah, you can tell me. Oh, tell right, so it's a horror movie. If, Come it, on. If, you do, if you're listening to this podcast and for some reason you care about this movie, you skip the next 30 seconds. Go. Uh, um, well, i got to set up the story. All right, well, skip the next. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, let me finish. All right. Um, so basically, what the it's it's a remake of a TV show from a while ago. Okay. Um, it's about these people who go to this island, and it's the lost, job, maybe. And uh, they basically <laughs> go and they get this um their fantasies fulfilled. The island does it because the island's all magical, mystical, and all that. Magics. And Michael Payne is like the head of the island, and everything, and he's kind of evil, but he's not really magic um, man. And then like every every everyone's kind of fantasy goes wrong and shit. And then like Lucy Hale's in it, and then like. <laughs> The whole time Lucy Howe's fantasy is to get revenge on a childhood bully 
And then there's this overarching story of how they all know this one guy who died in a fire and they all have a connection to him. Like two of these guys uh, were his roommates and then, uh, and then they wouldn't living next door to him. And then one of them was like on a date with him or something. And the other one just lived under him and started the fire that killed him. And then apparently Lucy Hale was meant to go on a date with him and she's crazy. And then she gets everyone to go to this Island and then she starts trying to kill them. What and the, the whole, twi- the whole time you're just thinking Lucy Hale's like uh, a, person who just wanted revenge but like you know but the, yeah. how's the evil one she's the evil one that planned everything what the hell what the fuck it's really okay bad. that was a big clusterfuck and yeah, my head that, trying to wrap around that that and was what, a mess what's michael pena's role in this oh he, he owns the island did he, you know him? yeah oh, he's right. like the organizer of the island and everything and he's he's bad but he's kind of good and in the end they go oh well lucy hale was evil let's go <laughs> <laughs> and then michael pena's like hey asian guy you're gonna stay on this island with me and then they're like, wow, you've got a tattoo that just says tattoo because you lost a bear. I'm going to call you tattoo. And then I looked up later and the the henchman, like the second in command on the island in the show is called Tattoo. So they're wow. setting that up. That it's was really bad. bad, but I loved that's, it. That's, yep. All right. That, that, that sounds about right. What else have I been watching? Uh, after watching Fantasy Island, I thought it was only fair to go back and watch Truth or Dare, uh, the previous film by this director, Lucy Hale. Right. Yeah. Was that pretty much just everyone that did Truth and Dare? Pretty much. Pretty much. Was on board the writer, the directors, right. and all them. Blumhouse. Uh, Truth and Dare is real bad. Um, I would say it's better as a film mm. than Fantasy Island. I do like it more than Fantasy Island because it's just so much dumber. That's <laughs> the one where they have made the stupid smile. Yeah, they so. make the dumb Snapchat filter smile. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. What else did you watch? Uh, the other guys, because the other guys are one of the greatest comedies ever made. Um, uh, Horror Bosses one and two, piggybacking on what you did the other week. Yep. Yep. Uh, Doctor Sleep twice. Um, Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty. That's I a movie I haven't watched in a long time. I haven't watched that in a while. Exactly. That's why I, I have it. watched Bruce Almighty more recently. Well, I couldn't find Bruce Almighty on anything. And uh, then Evan Almighty just peered its little head out on Netflix. Because yep. it's like, hey, you want to watch Bruce it's Almighty? It's pretty bad. You might enjoy Evan Almighty. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But I've got nostalgia for it, so it yeah. comes back a bit. Um, there's a lot of random actors in this movie that I didn't know who, like Dean Norris. Morgan Freeman, that's the one with Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, yeah. Um, Dean Norris plays cop that tells him to disband the arc. Um, yeah. And then Ed Helms plays random news anchor. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah, it, that was a, that was a weird one. I remember watching that as a kid being like, this is just, this is just strange. I watched What We Do in the Shadows. Love that movie. Great movie. Uh, I watched Logan and Ford v Ferrari. Ooh. Just because... Both by the same director. Powerhouse. Are they the same director? Yeah. Nice. James Mangold. And then Dolomite is my name, but we'll talk about that after. Yeah, yes. we're going to dig into some Dolomite. Did you only watch Dolomite is my name? All I watched was Dolomite is my name and then City of God. The only two things I watched in no, the you last didn't you week. watch The Green Mile. Damn, you've been busy. Oh, yeah, I did watch The Green Mile, actually. Somebody right. knows Jeff's letterbox better than her. I did watch The Green Mile, actually. What about you, Brayden? Well, have you been so busy recently? Uh, Good Lord. How did you not watch more? Like, I watched more than you this last week. I don't even actually know, because I'm trying to think. I only watched Dolomite Is My Name on... Oh, because I, I was watching Chef Show. Okay. Like, I suppose I didn't really want to include TV. I watched Chef Show, but that was only, like, half watching. I don't know what I've been doing. I've been cleaning my room. <laughs> Takes me a few days to do that. This is a life update on Steph. <laughs> anyway, Brayden. Um, yeah, uh, so I think we'll start with Dolomite Is My Name, because I watched that as well. Um, yes. I, went I guess to you guys can my... talk about that. No, because this is good, because you're going to ask questions about it. Oh, yeah. No, come on. Pitch me. Can we just say, the? it's meant to be, the whole movie is meant to be a comeback of Rudy Ray Moore, Yeah. you know, coming back and making a new lease on life on his career. What a comeback for Eddie Murphy too, though. Um, Yeah. So <laughs> this was my whole thing with this film. I randomly chose to watch it and I was like, oh man, you know, I didn't read 
anything about this film. I didn't even watch a trailer. Oh, yeah. I only saw the image of him in the suit with the hat and the cane. And I was like, I'm in. Yeah, um, that's all I knew too. I didn't, I yeah. didn't know nothing. And I haven't seen an Eddie Murphy film in Who knew years. Eddie Murphy could act like that? Honest, no, I, I did. Honest to He's God, <laughs> not, until, not until the end of this film did I know that this was based on a true story and this was an actual thing that happened in the world. Yep. Um, Eddie Murphy crushes it in this. This is a complete comeback to, like, delirious, raw Eddie Murphy. Like, his original stand-up that got him big after SNL. Like, He's I, got so much character. Like, he is so in-depth on this. I thought this, when I didn't know this was a true story... I thought this was just like, hey, what if Eddie Murphy grew up earlier than he actually did and tried to make it in the 70s? Yeah. Because it felt like that. So and then at the end when it was real, I was like, oh. Michael, okay. do you want to know what it's about very briefly? Imagine the disaster artist, but set. Okay. So it's, a, it's, it's a better film, technically. Um, disaster artist with Eddie Murphy set earlier. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Disaster artist. And it's set in yeah. like the ghetto. Okay. So imagine, imagine the room. And think of the like B grade level that that is, and like the shambles that was the production Actually, of that. The, the amazingness. I of think that the movie. Disaster Artist is a better movie though. I think this kind of felt a lot like the Disaster Artist. Okay. I yeah. liked this. I was movie. gonna say I enjoyed it. It didn't break any barriers or anything. Like no. it didn't. It didn't. It didn't bring anything new to the table. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I loved the music. It was so funky. Yeah. Did it not get Craig Robinson here? is awesome. It's on no, Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. Oh, okay. Mm. But yeah, so Netflix Craig Robinson was good. Seventies yeah, okay. like jazz funk disco. All of the Keegan Michael Key. Sorry. All of the ca- yeah, all of the Michael actors Key. in this film. My God, friggin' uh, it opens with him talking to Snoop Dogg. Like I felt like I w- very much like the Disaster Artist. They just went everyone, everyone. Chris Rock at the end. Yeah, Chris um, Rock um, yeah. appearing as the radio DJ. Yeah, Mark yeah, I can Epps, see. I definitely see what you mean, taking inspiration oh from God, the Disaster so Artist. People. I definitely see what you mean, but I liked them both. I like. I thought they were different enough. Like, I guess just because yeah. the whole culture I, of it. I thought it was, the black it was, culture. It was only one part towards the end where I went, "Wow, this is a lot like the Disaster Artist," um, and that and that was following kind of the same beats, especially towards them where they were like, "Oh, this is a flop. No one likes this," and it turns out, and then it turns the out, like yeah, it. like the critics don't like it, but the people like it. Yeah. That's where I went, okay, this is a lot like disaster artists, but if it's history, it's history. I'll yeah. say, I don't know, like, when he was doing his stand-up routines, I didn't really get No, neither that. that's the thing it. that I, his, the but comedy also, did not, not black, make me so. laugh. Also, because you're, no, not even the fact of, like, you're not black, also in the sense of, it's 2020. Yeah. We're thinking of, like, this was humour in the 70s. Like, a lot of the, like, part of the humour in this, which was also hilariously, part of the humour of why Eddie Murphy blew up so much was because it was rude. They swore a lot and they That's were all it had to be. obscene and ridiculous and absurd. And I wouldn't call this a comedy because I didn't laugh I, that much. I, I was more interested in... The... I laughed at quite a few things. I I, laughed... My favourite character was I mean, Eddie Murphy, but my second favourite character... Also, Wesley Snipes. Is Wesley Snipes in this um, film is so oh, he's good. he's so good. But is the, the cinematographer... Uh, yes. Nightcrawler. The, yeah, um, I was, I was going to say, he was actually really good poor in kid. This. Yeah. No, this, I liked it. I, I did laugh towards the second half especially. I laughed yeah. at like, just the interactions between the, the people when he wasn't trying to put on the yeah, act. No, that's yeah. what I found. I, I, th- I found the parts that did make me laugh was like Wesley Snipes, of course. Um, the sex scene, filming that. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then seeing that that was actually what it looked like in the original film. So funny. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I, I just can't believe how good Eddie Murphy was. Oh, like, and seeing it in context compared to the clips they show of the original Dolomite from 1975, yeah. I think. 
76, something like that. Um, like seeing the clips, I was like, holy shit, he crushed it. Like that's exactly what it was like. It's bonkers. Think of if, so I was saying this before, it's like a B grade level film, mm -hmm. but imagine instead of like a trying to be a drama, like the room, it's a, it's an action comedy, which is all black about black exploitation cinema. Yeah, it's and there's kung fu women and car chases and so tits. it's just everywhere. I did think it was funny where it's like the people want titties, <laughs> they want to laugh and they want kung fu. Yeah, it's just and hey, they've all those people fucking loved it. They nailed so. it. Jeez, that's what I want. Yeah, no, I like to move. I gave the movie four out of five. Yeah, oh, yeah, I gave it four out of five too. I gave it four and a half because I had a really fun time and I had zero expectations going in. So yeah. I think that really helped. Definitely. There you go. What else have you been watching, Braden? Um, I've also been uh, watching a little bit more of The Witcher. I'm about uh, just over halfway through still the series. Still going to start that one. So I'm still getting through it. Uh, I'm currently trying to catch up on Star Wars Clone Wars uh, because that. the final season just came out. Um, so I'm getting into that. Uh, I'll get to there eventually. And I also finally lost... Uh, lost. lost your body. I lost my body finally. I grew up. <laughs> I hit I hit that age hit that puberty. everyone does when everyone you know loses I their say body. You look more a bit. Uh, yeah, I I lost my body. Yeah. Um, what did you think about my body? Was really into it. Like for it's, me at least. It's good, isn't it? I can understand it not being for everyone. It's very artsy. It's very artsy. Um, it like. So it's it, a Steph sort How of film. scary is the rat scene? Uh, okay, yeah, I understand the rat scene now. Gross. Yes, for you, that's disgusting. Is that the flushed away crossover part? Yeah, so that's when um, uh, Hugh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. British character yeah, yeah. shows up in a tuxedo. Uh, I, I get you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he helps the hand. It's exactly how it sounds. Um, yeah, yeah. he so puts the hand in the car. It? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm a sucker for... Oh, pain! <laughs> I'm a sucker for a arty, indie, like, kind of love story, but not really... Like I'm, I'm absolute sucker for that. I love the art style. Oh my yeah, god, it's gorgeous. Um, hilariously, I watched half the film in French and half the film in English just to see what it was like. Because originally this is a French film. Is there an yes. English dub? Um, yeah. So it's English dub when we click to watch it here oh in Australia. God. What is, what's the English dub like? I, I watched it. Sucks. You watched it in French. Yeah. Um, Do you watch so... it in cinemas? No. No, no it's it's a Netflix film. Oh, did you change? Oh, you changed it before, or? Because it's a French film. Yeah, no, yeah, I, it's it's automatically in French for me. Oh, when no, I it was automatically in English for me. I think it maybe must they have... added the English dub later. Now that they might have, yeah, it might have been a thing like that. I'm still um, waiting for them to because to Parasite. I watched the first third in English, and then I watched the second third in French, and then the final third in English, just to see what it was like. All right. Um, How's Act Two in French? Uh, really damn good. Uh, tell you what, the uh, the music the in this is the French can talk beautiful. beautiful. It's and beautiful. when it goes to like the like more like underground French hip hop, it's dope. Um, there's oh, I, I loved the weird little plot to it as well. Yeah, um, it's, it's odd. Yeah, I don't want to get too far into it because I don't want to like ruin the, the whole film for anyone else who wants to watch it. But, uh, but yeah, he's sure. got a, he's got a disembodied hand. That's 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 it, um, and uh, Michael. lastly, Michael, what you all right? So it's been a been a bit since I've uh, it's been a bit. Uh, it's been a bit since you've been given us what you've. So been uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just knock off ones. I uh, yeah, I was. I mean, I watched World's End with some friends one night. Nice. And then I uh, watched Kingsman the other week because why not? Nice. One of my favorite films. And you really love excluding the, don't you? Oh, I did it in a. I did it in a rush. I hit it with everything else. Did I? Actually, yeah, there are there are three to four films in your list that didn't have the. Okay, 
I did it with a gentleman, all right? So I saw the gentleman, Birds of Prey, and 1917 kind of in the same nice. four or five day God damn. time window. That's a strong, strong week. I really enjoyed The Gentleman and 1975. I mean, birds. 1917. 17. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. Oh, I'm having a rough one. So, you remember the War of 1975? Or the Vietnam you? War. Yeah, you know. I thought both of them were really great. I did enjoy Birds of Prey as well. Mm. thought that was pretty weird. We did a review on that, right? Yeah, oh, we did. Yeah, I like that. Birds of Prey the less I think about it now. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't think it deserves um, to be fail, like fail the box office like some people think. Yeah, like, and saw Sonic and The Invisible Man, but yo. we've done reviews on all those ones that we've Check all seen together. Yeah. So yeah. my thoughts are there. The Invisible Man review, just out right now. So, so yeah, the two, the two that I really hadn't talked about was Everyone Gentleman in 1917 and um, pretty much the last one to talk about them, finally. Nice. nice. Yes, I enjoyed both of them quite a lot. Yeah. Which one? Uh, Gentleman and oh, yeah. 1917. How was it watching films that are getting like such big praise within such a short span of time? Like, was that exhausting or was it great? That was all right. Nice. I mean, I feel I feel like if it was, I feel like I, it was watching The Gentleman, like, you know, had the action I wanted. It was, I was laughing and mm. like, I was really into it. And 1917, like, just had me captivated on the screen the whole time. So, I mean, like, if it was kind of, didn't enjoy one or both were like big to watch and maybe different, but yeah, I had such a good time with both of them in a different way. Yeah. That it was fine. They were th- different enough that yeah. it made it all right. Awesome. Yeah. Good. And then yeah. uh, lastly and quickly, we, we're going to call out a trailer. Um, I haven't seen it. Oh yeah. It's, it's the first trailer. It's, it's the, nothing new at all. It's nothing okay. new at all. Um, it's different, place, different angles. Quiet Place 2. Quiet Place Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, it's, There's yeah. literally nothing to talk about. It's it's like I don't understand what's going on with this film. It comes out really soon. Isn't it like it? two weeks two or weeks. so? Yeah, March fourteenth or March nineteenth. Yeah, I think it's seventeenth for some reason. I thought it was so. March. It's around. It's around then. Yeah. Um. Do we have predictions or what it comes out before I look it up? Uh, when or I'm saying what March, score? I'm going March nineteenth. Guess. Score. I mean, seventeenth is sitting in my head. So I'm just gonna say seventeenth. Go? I'm guessing a. No, we're going seventy-two percent. No, we're going date dates. when it comes out. I don't know the nineteenth. Yeah, I'd say the nineteenth. Oh, wow, we were copying me. I'll be different. You... Oh, we're all right. It's nineteenth. Yeah, I was gonna say because oh, no. you know movie dates the best. Um, but yeah, that, that's it for episode forty-six of Millennial Movie Talk. Thank you all so much for joining us. Um, make sure if you're listening to us on Spotify, chuck us a follow. Help support us there. Um, if you're not listening on Spotify. Probably just jump over to Spotify. It's nice and easy. It's good stuff. You have to pay though. Uh, no, you don't. You can use Spotify for free, and you get all your podcasts perfectly fine. You got to remember that. Then what are you doing here on SoundCloud? Get the fuck over Spotify. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> get over to Spotify. That's where we want to get everyone over. Um, and make sure to tell your friends, share it, let us know what you've been watching. Tell mum and dad. Um, and then you can also support us on Patreon as well. patreoncom slash Movie Talk. Uh, find all our commentaries and stuff there. It's Percy uh, Jackson, the Sea of Monsters. There it is. Uh, you can find all our socials as well. Uh, we're uh, at Millennial Movie Talk on Instagram, and you can find everything about us from there as a bit of a hub. Um, all of us are separate on there as well, so you can find us all on there. And uh, yeah, as always, I'm Steph. I'm Alex. I'm Michael. And I'm Brayden. And we're out of here.